Welcome to the third iteration of the Sega Saturn Shiro slash Saturn Junkyard Titan Cast collaboration, the only podcast to combine the greatest minds of the Saturn all into one. Tonight's Shiro's are Patrick, Ben, Dave, Nick, Peter, and Chaz. Tonight's Titans are Simon, Brian, and Sam. The SSG. I exist. I exist. I'm telling you right now, I exist. I'm here. I'm talking to you. Tonight, we have a great discussion with you. We're going to cover a few different topics today, ranging from favorite Saturn game, your favorite Saturn development, and what are we looking forward to in 2021? Uh, Hopefully, human interaction. But anyways, let's start off uh, with our favorite Saturn game played in 2020, and we will start with Dave. Would you like to go first, Dave? Sure. Uh, I've played a lot of games in 2020, done a lot of streams, and a lot of good games, but if I had to choose one, normally I would say Knights is my favorite game. So, um, But my favorite game for like experiencing improvement on the game and like getting better at it and having fun with it would have to be Initial D with the Eurobeat mod. Um, I used to really suck at that game, like really suck. And uh, it's not an easy game by any means, but it is, I think... A decent game and I had a lot of fun with it once I came to grips with the controls it's about as hard to drift in that game as it is in real life <laughs> like with the counter steer and you know under and over steer and everything um, it's really not easy but once you get it you feel like a god so yeah I had a lot of fun with that game and it was fun to stream too and I think Pat was on there at least once so yeah that yeah, was lots yeah. of fun yeah but I think I figured out what the issue was with the game though the issue was that there's was no Eurobeat. That's the biggest. Well, yeah, the with the mod caveat. though, and this is this wasn't a new mod. It was it was like an old mod that I dug up from somebody. Somebody on on the junkyard had it. I just like reached out and somebody had it and they sent it to me. So um, I burned up my own copy and uh, it was a lot of fun. If you, if anybody like spends time with that game and gets good at it, I promise you'll you'll feel like. A street racer you know but until then you'll feel like an idiot because you'll be banging into a lot of sidewalls and stuff like that does that game have a strange japanese title by any chance because i'm having a hard time finding a copy i don't think so i think it was just initial d okay. if you just look up initial d on the saturn hold on okay. a second i don't even look, know just look up the japanese title of it which i don't know what it is in whatever kanji so you have to Put it through Google yeah, Translate. Yeah, look that up. Yeah, but um, what about uh, what about you, Peter? What have you been up to, either personally, and what is your favorite Saturn game of 2020? For 2020, the only two games that I've played beginning to end on the Saturn were uh, Shining Force 3, and I've done that many times. But the bigger highlight for me was actually playing through the entire uh, Deep Fear game. So I've not done it before, and it was actually kind of fun. Um, I don't want to spend too much time talking about it because we've discussed it uh, recently. But it was just a lot of fun for me, and it was neat to get into a game that I know was just about released in North America. And the other thing, too, like, you know, as we get older, I find that I can only game in smaller chunks, and I found Deep Fear to be really perfect for that. You know, you could save fairly frequently. It, You know, you didn't have to, uh, you know, remember oodles and swathes of uh, things if you had to take, for example, a week off between sessions. And so it was really easy to just pick up the controller, play, make a lot of good headway, and have a good time doing it. And so I was able to finish the game, you know, within a couple of weeks and uh, just had a really good time. So for me, the game I played the most in 2020 for the Saturn was actually Deep Fear, and I just really loved it. 
just follow up on what Peter said and and in wholesale agreement that uh, Deep Fear is a fantastic game. Um, I first played it a couple of years ago ahead of, I think we were recording a a Halloween cast. And uh, yeah, I I wasn't prepared for that to be one of my favorite Saturn games, but it probably is. I might put it in my top 10, maybe. Um, I just really like how it's is maybe more of a gamey type of, or, of survival horror game that um, eschews a lot of like the more abstract puzzles that a Resident Evil might have in favor of, of a more streamlined action experience. And I think it's it does a really good job with um, environmental storytelling um, that I, I feel few games at the time um, really nailed in the same way so i I love the idea of just kind of exploring this underwater base and then everything just kind of goes to shit over the course of of your playthrough and um and i think it just did a really good job setting the table for for a lot of that suspense even though it's the big table (laughs) the big table that's true um and even though it's uh I don't know. As you all mentioned on the last cast, um, which was a great episode, by the way, everybody should listen to it. Um, Thanks, yeah, the, the voice acting was pretty horrific in its own way, um, but nevertheless, I still thought the dialogue was was pretty solid. So, and the storytelling was uh, was pretty decent. So, yeah, I enjoyed that. Um, as far as this year, I'd say maybe Daytona USA. I've been playing through uh, all of the home console versions uh, lately, and um, it's just one of those timeless racing games that checks all the boxes for what I look for in that genre, um, especially one that asks players to spend as much time as they would revisiting the courses and, and really investing in um, that space. And I think it does a good job respecting um, its course design through, you know, a variety of, of tactics like, um, I don't know what, uh, like, landmarks for example like who can forget the jeffrey statue or or the sonic mural right like that shit like you you know you see those and you know exactly where you are on the course you can place yourself mentally what you're thinking about doing in those turns um and yeah i feel like the best racing games really take their environment seriously and it and it kind of encourages that endless exploration and experimentation to to get better and better at refining our approaches um to how we uh, revisit those those spaces and improve our lap times over the years. So that's what I got. And unlike uh, Initial D, it's not impossible to initiate a power slide in Daytona. Yeah. It's, I mean, yeah. holding it is another thing, you know, but but True. it's pretty arcadey. Yeah, it's almost more difficult not to. I mean, you're you know, realistically to avoid losing speed, you don't want to power slide too much in that game. But exactly. Um, but yeah, it's it's more about finding. But it's fun as hell. Oh yeah, it's still fun. One of those corners, and you can just like power slide right through it. Definitely, yeah, it's super satisfying if you can do that. And also, I mean, I and worst case scenario, you oversteer and hit the cones uh, on some of those turns, and it's like, yeah, that's cool too. I love hitting cones. Hell yeah! Did you experiment with the wheel? Um, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of the Saturn wheel. I I do play it that way, and also the Dreamcast version. I have a Mad Cat's uh, what is it, the M2 or something. Um, that one works pretty well. Although it's very squeaky, so I can't play use it very often because it drives my girlfriend mad. Uh, which fair enough. It's I, I don't know. I think I just need to grease that thing or something. Get the lube um, out. Yeah. No, honestly, I think my favorite version, um, other than the HD 
you know, uh, arcade port that came out on 360 and PS4, which I can still play on my Xbox Series X, which is fantastic, even though I bought it like 11 years ago, um, is the original vanilla Saturn one. Um, I just think it feels really good, despite all of its technical incompetence. I, I just It's just really enjoyable to play and adapted perfectly for the digital uh, controller as it was. For sure. Agreed. Um, yeah. Uh, what about you, Nick? What have you been up to? And what is your favorite Saturn game you played in 2020? Sure. Yeah, I've been up to editing the Mansion of Hidden Souls review and also working on uh, writing up and doing research for Virtua Racing and Parodius. That'll be the first canceled game review that I do here in about a month or so. Uh, Parodius has an interesting story to it, so that'll be hype. Uh, favorite game of the that I played in 2020 that was on the Saturn. Uh, Power Slave is a super close second. Uh, it really is a Metroidvania Doom clone. That is a perfect description for it, and everybody should play it if you enjoy either of those types of games. But um, strangely enough, I uh, up until 2020 had yet to play Panzer Dragoon Saga, and uh, I don't know why it took me this long to play it, but I finally did that this year. So. No, I didn't spend $900 on a copy. I just went ahead and played it through uh, uh, other means. You spent $800 on the copy, not, not $900. Exactly, yes. $859, no more. What? The Did you play the widescreen mod? No. Or just standard? Uh, standard, uh, vanilla. I used it to kind of break in the PVM that I'd recently hooked up at the time, so... I uh, played it on the good old CRT Glow, so it was nice. It, it was well, actually, it was the, a great time. P- a lot of the PVMs have a widescreen mode, so if yours has it, you could probably play it. It does. That. It does. It's not a. It's a. It's a four by three monitor, but it, I would Maybe be able to letterbox. letterbox it if I wanted to. <laughs> but yeah, just a super. I mean, obviously, it's an incredible Saturn game. It's hailed as one of the best for a reason. And when you think about, you know what other people were playing Final Fantasy 7 and other similar RPGs of the 90s like Saga really does blow those types of games way out of the water despite it being relatively short 15 hour game but all 15 hour games are just fantastic it is just a beautiful beautiful game if it's that short I might play it if it's only 15 hours yeah I played it about that I haven't you gotta play it yeah I mean if you go for a completionist run you're gonna spend a lot more time yeah, that, you could sink more than 20 if you're going to like really, really get your teeth into it. But if you're casually playing it and doing the occasional, I don't want to call them side quests, it's not really not really many side quests in the game, but um, a casual playthrough could be about 15 hours, 20 tops. So, that works. Um, yeah, Jazz don't... is still floating up there with the gods. You, you should follow his guide if you want to do like a complete. But I was going to ask Nick, what's your favorite part? What was your favorite area? It's a tough question. So uh, there was a... Um, hmm. I really liked... I'll, I'll name a few things. The The first was there was a, uh, a recurring boss fight from a previous Panzer Dragoon game. I won't spoil it, but that was fantastic. And um, there were a couple other areas that were really neat. I The first area in particular where you're flying through the little canyon... Once you leave the cave and first get your dragon, uh, I thought that was a really good scene setter. And... Um, I, for some reason, really enjoyed the tunnels where you have like the little like floaty oh, cart thing. Yeah, oh. yeah. 
Wow. And I, I don't know. I, I feel like that's probably the least liked area in the game, but I really enjoyed it for some reason. I don't know why. And uh, But I think my by far my most favorite part was the tower at the end, going up and down that. that. It was a massive dungeon, a really big game of 3D chess trying to get through that thing, and it was really well done. I mean, I, I don't think there was a part of the game I disliked. I think I liked everything, all the areas and stuff, but especially I think the tower at the end, though, that'd probably be my top. Uh, favorite area, uh, just because it was so massive. It was, and really, like, it looked beautiful on the Saturn. Like, um, one thing they said Futatsugi did well was, uh, while the Saturn couldn't do a ton with 3D, he used what it could to produce really artistically pleasing environments, and that's a perfect example of uh, the stuff he was able to crank out on the machine. So, um, and, and yeah, just super good. If they ever remake the damn thing, I'd love to see what the tower looks like. So... What, what was your main dragon transformation like that you normally would use? Uh, I used so I'm trying to remember. It was like so if you were to go on like the little circle thing where you move the dot, it was like the far lower left corner. I think it was attack and agility. I might be I don't know if they called it agility, it might have been something else, but it was definitely like lower More left offensive. all the way. Yeah. Yeah. Like totally cranked to the far southwest corner of the uh transformation thing. <laughs> So, the thing with the shepherd's tone in the background. So, yeah, um, we had a very unusual, uh, very hot, long summer in the UK this year. From March till July, it was just wall-to-wall sunshine. And I got really into gardening, and I left video gaming for a long time. I also got the, the Disney Plus uh, streaming channel, so I watched all of the Star Wars content and all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And for the longest time, the only game I did play was Saturn Bomberman. But then, come in September, when the weather had changed, I had uh, about three months of solid Saturn playing. And the biggest hit for me this year was uh, completing Burning Rangers, which my compatriots completed a long time ago for um, a, a, a titan cast that was about that game and i was the only one who sadly was unable to complete the game and i was really frustrated by it and really disappointed that i was the only one who didn't have the skills to complete the game so uh, this year i finished it uh, i thought it was an absolutely magnificent game i hadn't appreciated how good it was um both in terms of gameplay and particularly in the visuals. I don't think I'd ever really, really appreciated the graphics until this time round. And it is a thing of beauty. And completing it really felt like an achievement. Uh, <clears throat> so, yeah, I guess that would be my biggest Saturn game. But I've played a lot. I've played, um, played quite a lot of Duke Nukem this year as well, which is uh, something I'm enjoying quite a lot, despite its, its terrible uh, 90s sort of misogynist sexist content um i'm really enjoying that so yeah uh, but but definitely burning rangers and saturn bomber man would have to be the most played after that for sure you know both of those games are really good and i definitely agree with that that I, th I think that the joke of duke nukem is just that in general <laughs> is how stupid yeah, it's, it is it's, it's very suspect but uh it's it's quite funny if you can take it as it is <laughs> Fair enough, yeah, no, both those games are pretty good. I actually never played Duke Nukem on the Saturn, I only played it on the the PC back in the day, but I definitely might want to give that a try. I just, uh, I'm just always hesitant of Saturn first-person shooters because of the whole shoulder-button strafing mechanics that 
I mean, now they're, I mean, back then they're pretty decent, but now it's like, it just feels weird if you're used to the twin stick uh, first person shooter mechanics nowadays. I'm, I'm not too familiar with, with first person shooters, to be honest. So I haven't played that many and I just mm. enjoy it for what it is. Just, and it's one of the most pixelated and strange looking games as well. But I, I do love it. I do love it. So yeah, they will be my picks. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, uh, Chaz, did you want to uh, let us know what you've been up to in 2020 and uh, what your favorite Saturn game of 2020 is? Okay, so uh, yeah, as far as 2020 is, well, uh, as you could, as you might imagine, we've all we've all had a really tough year. I think I think all of us have. I know I have. I recently uh, I recently lost my job to the pandemic, so I've I've had to work on myself a lot. So it's that's been particularly tough. But on a more positive note, man. we don't have to talk about negative stuff. I don't know why my camera's not. Not popping up, but hey, at least you can hear me. Uh, yeah. So uh, in the meantime, uh, 2020, my my Saturn has actually been a pretty was pretty quiet this year. I've been focusing on my uh, my own streaming page on Facebook a lot. So I've been playing a lot, a lot of games over there, but mostly a lot of Super Nintendo stuff. I bounce back between arcade games, a few PlayStation One games. So I've been promoting that platform a lot. But as far as uh, Saturn goes, I recently fired it back up. Uh, I fired I fired up PDS again. Funny that we were just talking about that a moment ago, and because uh, you know I just wanted to play it again just for fun because I hadn't played it in a long time, and uh, you know so I ran so I ran it from start to finish. You know went for one hundred again from like from all those years ago, and I've still got it. <laughs> yeah, no, I always love watching your streams, especially like the Resident Evil ones. Like you're just like you just like make me jelly because I'm like complete garbage at those games. I recently played through RE2, and I'm and like I mean you probably saw my times right the. I mean, it was decent. I could not get an A rating, a ranking though. No matter how hard I tried, I was so sad. Yeah, really, you just have to keep running those games over and over, which may seem, you know, redundant. But the more you do it, the more familiar you become with it, and everything will become, you know, second nature to you. You know what to pick up, what not to pick up, you know, what enemies to take down, which ones you can run around. You know, it it becomes very much uh, hard execution, which for some may be a little too repetitive, a little bit irritating. But you know, once you know what you're doing, when to do it, and then how to do it. Uh, it gets a lot easier, especially with, you know, particularly with the Resident Evil games, because, you know, that's the one, probably the one major conceivable flaw that I could give Resident Evil is uh, how uh, how precise everything is as far as what you do and when you do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. I mean, it's all a game of, okay, so should I heal? Should I duke the zombie? Should I kill the zombie? You, you know, and then, like, what weapons to use and what to save up. Yeah, and I guess it's all that balance in the game. And me just being a wuss, I save a lot, so that's one of the biggest things, because I'm always afraid I'm going to choke and then die on a boss by mistake. Like, I remember one time I did a run, and that I was fighting, that, I was on the, the alligator in Resident Evil 2, and I completely forgot that he can one-hit KO you, and I got a little bit too close, and I lost, and I didn't save at all, and I lost, like, my progress from the beginning to that point, and I was so oh. angry. Yeah, yeah, just, just, just remember to, just remember to, you know, get that, you know, Press that button so the oxygen tank falls out of the wall. There. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that was a, that was a few years ago, like uh, like maybe ten or twelve, fifteen years ago when I didn't know that. Right. And, <laughs> and I just like just tried to tank them with like regular ammo. So that was uh, that was a lesson learned. Now it's an easy bo- easy boss. Hit the button, wait, hit them, and it's simple. And hey, did you know the alligator almost didn't make it into the remake? Ah, no, I think I heard something about that. Yeah, but I'm yeah, glad they, they at least added did. the little cutscene. 
Yeah, they almost didn't put him in because they thought it was too unrealistic. But he's he's so popular with fans, including myself, that they they pretty much had to keep him. They couldn't cut him. For sure, no, I I, I definitely have some issues with the remake, though. Sadly, and that one and three, that but I still think they're decent, pretty good games. But like all in all, I, I still prefer I the I originals. Remake three remake, I, I pretend that didn't happen. Yeah, that was pretty awful. I'm not gonna lie. There's but, a really uh, big difference between completing that game and like mastering it, though. For sure. Yeah, Same with no. Knights. You know, you can complete it, but you can spend your whole life mastering it. Yeah, I love Resident Evil speedrunners. There's so much fun to watch. And I had a fun time listening to you talk about that on the on the latest cast. I was driving home and listening to you guys talk about Resident Evil and the speedrunners and stuff. That was really interesting. Yeah. Right, tricks like what works, what doesn't work, you know, how to bait enemies, how to run around them, things like that. Yeah, it's a really involved uh, and a really busy scene. There's a lot of people doing that. Well, people love those games. They, they love sharing the information and playing them over and over again. So and just, the mods are insane as well. Like some of, the, some of those, like the, the tough mods, like uh, Origin of Species and uh, stuff like that is just amazing. And it's a lot of fun. It's the question on everybody's minds is, is XL2 going to make a Resident Evil 2 on the Saturn? No, that would Please be great, right? Do it. Or do, do, like, like cut, up the, cut up Resident Evil 1 and just like mess with it, you know, make a new, uh, like a demake. <laughs> Man, just give me that yeah, engine and I'll make, I'll make a Resident Evil style game. I'll make it the, the Shiro, Shiro Towers. Yeah, I nice. do wonder what could have been if, if uh, 2 had actually made it onto Saturn as planned, but unfortunately it never happened. Don't get think, Samwise of the South started on that I, one. I was a bit, I'm going to see. That's a good segue. Uh, just real quick, I feel like it would be awesome if they demade the RE remake for the Saturn. So you had Mr. X and you had all of those systems, however rudimentary they'd have to be. I think that would be pretty sweet. Didn't the Sega Genesis Mega Drive get a Resident Evil 1 port recently? It's still it's not it's not complete yet. They're still working on it, but yes. Oh, they're still working on it. Okay, but yeah, how cool is that? I don't know how they're going to make it work, but yeah. It's completely isometric now. That's what they've done. They've made the game isometric. And if you just go watch some of the video, the dude that's making it's out of Russia. Um, you can download a prototype of it, play it in. Um, it's actually functional on real hardware at this point now. So, I mean, you can go and play it. I mean, it's it's, it's pretty awesome. It actually kind of, I don't know if he walked away from the Resident Evil um, Gaiden, that that whole, I think that was what it was, Resident Evil Gaiden, where they were on the ship, the Game Boy. Um, yeah. It's got some of those play mechanics. I don't. I think it did at one point. I think he's walked away from that and kind of turned it more into a quote-unquote original style kind of point-and-shoot kind of game. But um, you just go take a look at it, dude. It's, it's pretty badass. Nice. All right. Well, speaking of Sam, do you want to let us know what's been going on in the world of uh, the SSG and what your favorite Saturn game of 2020 that you played? The world of SSG has been the SSG slamming his head into a keyboard lately. That's what it's been. <laughs> it's, it's, been but, uh, it's been fighting editing software. It's been fighting editing software. It's been fighting time. It's been fighting myself. I, I, I was dead set on having a video out tomorrow as of the day of this recording. And that is looking at this point like it's not impossible. Um, at least not the video I wanted to get done. But um, to, that kind of does my, that topic itself segues into what I was going to talk about is my favorite games of this year. I can't say game. It's a games because um Last year, I started really going deep into the lore and backstory of other Panzer Dragoon games. I know a lot of people don't take much stock into it outside of Saga, but there is there is a, 
a, a real world that is built around the narrative of those games, especially if you start really digging in deep. And it was a lot of material for it that was put out in Japan, not very much over here in the West. But um, basically what I'm getting to is this at the beginning of this year, whenever I got my layoff right before COVID happened, and then COVID made sure my layoff stayed permanent for a while, I I went and played all three of the Saturn games again. I went and played Orta again. And I mean, I didn't just go play them for the sake of playing them. I, I wanted to find every little thing I possibly could. I went down every single path that was available in Zwei. I literally, my playthrough of Panzer Dragoon Saga is 28 hours. Um, so uh, that, that there's, I, I've got, I can't remember how many gigabytes it is. I think it's like 64 or 68 gigabytes worth of gameplay capture for those four games. So um, <laughs> that's a lot of crap. Uh, did but, you just, after a while, did you just imagine yourself riding the dragon like in your dreams when you close your eyes? No, what I, so much? N- no, what I imagined myself was um, dealing with the 10,000 years prior to the games. Uh, so um, that, that's, that's the deal what I'm getting at. A lot of people don't understand the history of the world that, that those games exist in. And that part of the reason why my video tomorrow isn't coming out was after the hell of a year of 2020 we had, I was in the middle of editing this thing last night and it's still about halfway halfway done. And I'm I'm literally listening to myself, and it is like one of the most dark and depressing videos I have ever made in my life. And I was like, dude, I don't need this right now. My subscribers don't need this right now. I am not literally, I am not about to put this out at this moment. We got to give 2021 a chance. <laughs> you know what? But, uh, Sometimes you got to start off dark to start off to go back into the light. Nah, man, this this is too fun. No, sir, no, sir. Hold up, G- give me one. I-, I will tell you what. The last line from that uh from that script is literally. This is the true despair of Panzer Dragoon that our fates are bound to our forebears and that many and that the many sins they may have committed. It is an inescapable reality for all of our characters and in turn all who inhabit their world. That is not how you end a video in 2021 right now. Hey, man, sometimes we got to go to dark places. It's not you know, the message we want, but it's the one we need. <laughs> the one we deserve uh, right now. But yeah. <laughs> I don't have the time to finish it. That's that's real God's honest truth. Yeah, I, 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 that's my own channel. It doesn't matter. I'm, something's going to be out. But yeah, 2021, I'm looking forward to immensely. At this gotcha. point, anything can be uphill. What I wanted to end on on my on my little segment right here is that there is um, there's a lot going on right now in the in the Saturn scene, and I'm sure we're going to talk about it here in a minute. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff to talk about this year. <laughs> Oof, boy, for sure, yeah. And I'm excited for your video to come out for sure. I'm, I know, I think all of us here are, and I, I definitely, I can, I can lament your video editing woes as I have a, a video I'm working on that I think a few of us know what I'm working on, but due to this year and just getting busy with this, the, my other podcast I've been working on, it's been kind of been getting pushed back. But I'm almost done. I just got to film the thing and finish my voiceovers, and it should be good to go. Hopefully. Yeah, we love seeing everything that everybody is coming out with. It's been pretty fantastic. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Actually, Ben, what have you been up to? Okay, so I've actually been up to a lot, and a lot of things are building up to 2021. Uh, There was a lot of things that um, uh, podcast-related with the Shiro group or independent-related with other stuff that I'm working on as personal projects online, which I can't wait to release. They're going to be a lot of fun to do. Um, but as far as like Saturn games, uh, one of the ones that I got into, if, if anybody knows me, they know I like shoot 'em ups. And, uh, so the, uh, the shoot 'em ups that I've been playing, 
like I've been trying to get really good at Radiant Silver Gun and uh, improving my score and all of that stuff going online there. And oh god, I got to mention now. I wish you guys could see this because in the video chat that we're doing, everybody is completely being goofballs. It's hilarious. We're and trying to it's, insert. It's hard for I'm like trying not to crack up, but this is great. This is this is so much fun. Yeah, okay, but but great you know, guys, that's I, pretty I cool. Um, but anyway, so I'm improving my score in Radiant Silver Gun, and another game that I got into was uh, Guardian Force. So anyway, the the game is a little bit of a different format of your typical shoot 'em up. You don't ha- it's not vertical or horizontal. It's one where you basically have a tank and you have tank controls that you can rotate the tank head and mm-hmm. shoot from any direction. It's kind of like a strafing shoot 'em up in a way, hmm. and it gives it a lot more challenge and depth in that regard. So you're trying to figure out where on the screen do you best need to position yourself for each section. And once you get there, then you got to make sure you're using the right equipment and all of that good stuff. So it's if you've played a lot of shoot 'em ups and you're just tired of the standard format and you don't want to go over to something like uh, Steam Hearts or Sexy Parodius, or maybe you've tried Cotton Boomerang, Cotton 2, and that's just... Uh, you just want something different along those lines. Guardian Force is pretty fantastic. I, I've been having a lot of fun with it. I never played Guardian Forces, but I've been trying to get better at Radiant myself. Are you are you playing it on your arcade, or are you playing it on the Saturn? I'm actually playing Radiant Silver Gun on my arcade machine. So I've got the full-on Japanese version arcade machine uh, sitting out in the garage, and that's what I play it on. Nice. Did you, did you end up replacing the buttons on that, or is it still the stock stuff? Okay, so the buttons... Uh, actually, I did replace the buttons. The buttons are hap buttons, and I replaced the sticks uh, with something a little bit more um, uh, more response to it. So mm. I, I like the way it came out, and uh, it's so much fun to play. Can't wait to try it out. Absolutely. Sounds when good. When you're finished with that uh, STV, and it's got the marquee and everything, you need to do a video on it so we can all Done. see. Done. Yeah, absolutely. I still got my video up for that kiosk. Yes, you do. It's all uh, it's all all the footage and stuff's ready. I just need to do the voiceover. I've been rubbing my hands. Like when is he gonna do it? Never when is he gonna put it up. <laughs> It'll never go up. But yeah, that footage is like six months old, but I'll figure it out. I have to catch some more, but in terms of what I've been up to, uh pretty much just Project City USA, so both this podcast and the uh, Spirit Hunters podcast and some streaming with that. Uh, a lot of uh I got my candy cab up like I've been talking about on the podcast and the Saturn kiosk, that's all good to go. Uh, in terms of my favorite Saturn game I played in 2020, that would have to be the Lunar Silver Star Complete MPEG patch. So I that came out uh, that came out a couple months ago, and I was pretty sad because I had to pick up a I had to pick up a MPEG card for that, and I didn't have one. So uh, luckily, a fan was nice enough to sell me one at a pretty decent price. So I got that, and uh, I've been playing that a little bit, and the video blows me away. It's it uses the audio, the audio and video from the um, Lunar Silver Star Harmony on the PSP. So it's kind of a, uh, it's kind of funny. It's like that PSP audio into the Saturn. So it's like a weird backwards port thing set up. It's really weird and and crazy. But that's probably my favorite thing I've been playing. Uh, I did a little stream of it on the YouTube Sega Saturn Shiro page. If you guys want to watch that, but. Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it, and uh, if you guys have an MPEG card, go download that patch and play it, because it's uh, solid stuff, solid stuff. But, uh, yeah, that's about it for me. Yeah, I recommend folks get on that MPEG card now, because 
they're already expensive, but they're not getting any cheaper. Yeah, for sure. I paid quite a bit for mine, and I wouldn't be surprised if once this patch explodes when it does, and it's already that MPEG cards will be a premium. But let's hope that Professor Abrasive maybe builds into the, the Satiator or something, but only time will tell. Like a little chip decoder? That would like be on, nice. a, on a chip? Exactly, that'd be great. But uh, all right, Seems so, like that could be possible. It could be. Yeah, no, uh, anything's possible with FPGA technology. Let's get a like, tiny little cheap FPGA to just uh, put all that on a chip. Yeah, build into like the Satiator, that'd be kind of cool. Why don't we talk about our favorite Saturn-related development of 2020? And I guess I will start with uh, I will start with Brian. What is your favorite Saturn-related development of 2020? Um, it's a little difficult because I haven't had the opportunity to try a lot of the uh, the fan translations that have come out, which I expect a lot of you will bring up. So I'll leave it to I'll leave that to you all. Um, actually, one of the my favorite things that I've seen out of the Saturn community this year is actually a um, peripheral from Brook uh, Accessory. It's a Taiwanese manufacturer that does, um, they do mainly controller adapters and arcade stick adapters for a variety of consoles. And this year they came out with the Wingman SD, um, which I got an early version of that and it wasn't perfect at the time, but they've been adding updates and, and um, as they've gone, it's, it's gotten very, it's become very reliable um, as, and for those who are not familiar with it, it's a, um, it's just an adapter that lets you play, um, use any most modern controllers and arcade sticks on um, both the Dreamcast and the Sega Saturn. And it has uh, output um, controller ports for each, which is which is kind of cool. And you can use those controllers wirelessly. Also, the Dreamcast uh, for the Dreamcast, it it uh, functions as a full fledged uh, uh, VMU as well, has 200 blocks of memory built in, which is really cool. Um, but for the Saturn, I've found that it's a good solution potentially uh, for just the increasing scarcity of of native 3d pads uh, or you know control control pads because you know it's getting i don't know about you guys but for me it's getting harder and harder to find ones with analog sticks that aren't like wobbly or you know that are in generally good condition um and they're getting a little more expensive to boot and it's not like sega's making any more of them and so i think something like the the wingman is a great solution for that or at least practically i've found it to be really valuable and being able to use my ps4 or ps3 controllers or or xbox or switch um and so that's yeah honestly I, it's been kind of a game changer uh, more or less uh, because I, does it feel the same yeah it feels better i mean in a lot of ways it feels as precise like a 360 pad is going it's going to retain the you know, even more precision it feels um, because I just don't think the plastic nub of the Saturn 3D controller is that conducive, uh, relatively speaking, to fine-tune movement, um, especially in like games like Power Slave and whatnot. So uh, yeah, I feel like it's even it's even better in some ways, and and you can remap all the controls and you, or all the buttons, and um, yeah, I've just have been very surprised at how well that's worked and how long I've continued to use it for 3D games. Um, and also, I don't have any modern uh, arcade sticks to have tried it with, but I think that's going to be um, a core part of the appeal for many 
people who yeah who that, that was money. that was my big my big uh, appeal for it is i love using arcade sticks on certain games and to be honest the saturn doesn't have the saturn dreamcast doesn't have the best arcade sticks i mean the best ones they have are the virtual sticks and that uh the the official arcade stick for the dreamcast the age tech mm-hmm. one but those still have a lot of issues especially in the button department but this one you can get a a usb just any usb a controller like a Hey, for example, the uh, that Astro City, the Astro City stick that they released that oh, I have yeah. in this corner over here, that uh, you can actually actually you can't use it on. Never mind, I forgot it's not compatible. Uh-huh. But you can mod it and you yeah. can get in there using a Brook PCB or a retro controller and connect it into there. That's yeah, that's awesome. really that's yeah. intriguing because every time I do like a night stream. I always make the excuse that my my analog pad is getting worse and worse. And mm-hmm. I've already like dissected the controller and flipped it upside down. Uh, and that helped a little bit, but it's just the spring is loose and yep. it's just sometimes I'll even it'll even catch, you know, and I feel like I'm breaking it uh because I don't go I'm not I'm kind of heavy-handed when it comes to nights. Um so yeah, I'd be interested in trying something like that and see if it if it's as good as you say. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I didn't really notice any a lot of downsides either. I didn't think that it added any noticeable input lag. Although, to the degree that you're much more familiar with Knights, I think you might be able to discern that if it does exist. It would come down. Yeah, I'd have to just play it and try it to yeah. see because it's uh, it's one of those things where you just it either feels right or it feels wrong. Mm-hmm. And like I have the PS2 version of the remake of Knights. Yeah, and I you can even play like with the old engine. And I'm not sure if it's the if it's really the old engine or if it's just like a if it's like the old graphics resources and stuff. But even playing with the the PS2 analog controller, it just doesn't feel as precise as the Saturn's 3D pad. Yeah, um, interesting. So, yeah, but I would have to check. I would have to see. I'm yeah, sure Peter I, would too. And and to draw a distinction here, I mean, I think it, it does carry over full 3D, like with pressure sensitivity and all of the degrees of motion that the original controller had as far as i can tell um and that's in stark contrast to what was the brawl or brawler who was who was what was the um those retro fighters yeah retro fighters so in contrast to that which basically just simulated the the d-pad and reassigned it to the analog stick it was still digital inputs just through their analog stick which has its own value maybe for like the original panzer dragoon which didn't have analog compatibility but feels more smoothly or feels like a more smooth interface uh you know, for aiming maybe, but for, for the most part, I didn't care for that, uh, that, uh, retro fighters controller as much. Um, but I think Brooke just allowing me to use my PS4 controllers to play nights has been fantastic. And it's, it's a lot more comfortable to play, I think as well with those modern controllers that are more ergonomically designed than, uh, Sega's initial, uh, foray into analog 3d pads. It's worth mentioning that Peter has written many great articles this past year that are totally worth reading when you're sitting on the pot. And <laughs> interesting, <laughs> really good, really good reading, <laughs> or whatever you know. Uh, but uh, but yeah, no, you should check out at segasanashiro.com. Peter's written a lot of great articles and continues to do so. And uh, yeah, Dave, what if I want to read them in the shower? Is that okay? Well. You'd get wet. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so... Well, he wrote one on the FDD 
I did, yeah, and that was definitely uh, probably my most researched article of the year. Spent a lot of time doing uh, uh, testing. I ended up testing every single North American game to see if it would be compatible with the Saturn's floppy disk drive. So that took hours. Um, and yeah, that was, um, it was actually a lot of fun because I just, it's nerding out for me. So it was, uh, enjoyable while I was doing it, but yeah, my favorite development actually just happened quite late. It was the translation of the floppy disk drive by Trekkies Unite. So, uh, the, tr- the floppy disk drive, in order for it to be accessed through the Saturn's dashboard, memory manager you need to have a special operator disk and one of these discs shipped with every floppy disk drive that was sold back in the day Uh, but the trouble is it's in japanese um, and even setting your dashboard languages to english or any other language you want doesn't change the language on the uh, operator disk Uh, so trekkies went ahead and translated that and so it's it's just the tiniest of files you burn it onto a disk you pop it into your saturn and you can on real hardware in english uh, manipulate files on your floppy disk drive right from your memory manager. So that's super kind of nerdy, and I realize this isn't really going to appeal to a whole lot of people outside of potentially me, um, but still, uh, I really enjoyed it, and that was my favorite development of 2020. And it just sort of highlighted, it was the cap um, for me on a year that was just filled with amazing fan translations. We got so many games translated this year, and uh, for the last, you know, bit of Saturn game that was translated, uh, being the floppy disk drive operator for me, that was just uh, the super sweet cherry on on the cake. So yeah, that was it for me. For sure, I, I'm actually kind of humbled that your favorite thing is uh, everything that Tricky's worked on is that operator disk. I think that's and it's so niche, and only really you and a couple people will enjoy it. But I don't know, it's it's humbling in a way. <laughs> yeah, right. It makes I me mean... happy that Peter's happy. That's what I'm excited about. i'm glad to hear that gentlemen so yeah that was uh it was a lot of fun 2020 definitely brought a lot of cool things despite the fact that you know the pandemic was raging and you know there was all kinds of problems in the world it's it was it was neat to to see all these positive developments in the saturn community for sure um i actually I i used to joke that maybe it's the pandemic everyone's work from home like when they have a lull in their work they'll just go and do some more stuff for the saturn because i know a lot of people are working from home right now so but i mean it's probably just a build-up over time of all the interest in the projects and just the and may and like they were saying once they get one down a lot of them are a lot easier to work on as well so it could be that as well so and a lot of just like nut like sort of breaking that breaking that shell in the the wall that they've been running into for so many years I was about to say, what's been going on? I have been all over this country. That's what's been going on. <laughs> um, no, I really haven't had a lot of time. It's like, um, for those of y'all on the podcast, of course, a lot of people will probably know here in the next couple of days. Um, but there is, I, just, I mean, there's, I could pull up a list right now. There is Night a crap Dragons, ton of people. Trekkies, uh, it, Noah it, Seam. Emerald Noah. I mean, you've got all of these people who are who are pushing the Saturn. So, I mean, there isn't just one development, but I will say this, and this is, there are two things I am really, I got to pull them up because I got to, I got to make sure I say correctly what I'm looking at. 
and I want to give credit to who they're supposed to actually go to. Whenever it comes to hacks and translations, there is a lot of people within the community, uh, including our little group of people like Kay Kuona and a couple of other people who have talked about um, Fire Pro Wrestling in the past. Well, Fire Pro Wrestling now has an entire translation for it. It might be, not be the most popular game in the world, but a lot of people talk about it, and there it is. I believe yeah, that's Melinko. Yeah, done by Malenko, right? Yeah, Melinko. He, 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 he created that one. Complete. Done. There you go. You've got the game in English. And even though that game isn't heavy on you know Japanese and everything, having it in English, some people, I, I've talked about this in the past, there's this idea of what import-friendly is. Import-friendly is the game being in English. That's import-friendly. Like, at the end of the day, that's it. I mean, a lot of people talk about the Sega Saturn because of its fighters and its shooters and everything else. But there are hundreds of RPGs over there. There are hundreds of adventure games over there. The Sega Saturn is not just a 2D powerhouse. The Sega Saturn is a full-fledged 32-bit console. It's a it powerhouse. Just it's just a powerhouse full it's stop. Just, it's just a powerhouse. Plain and simple. Creamy 3D graphics. There you go, boy. I like that four-sided polygon crap. You know what I mean? Whenever it comes to the OG games, there's two of them in particular that I'm really looking forward to trying to put some time into. The first one is, uh, well, actually, both of them are actually, I guess you would call it ports in a way. Um, the first one is Final Fantasy, which is Trekkies Unite. I, I don't know how much actual gameplay is there, but you're looking at a NES game being brought to the Sega Saturn, like fully ported over. That's pretty awesome. All right. And then on top of that, you got Wolfenstein 3D and that that's being done by BBT. He, I don't know what that that's just his username he goes by. But I mean, you've got two individuals right there who are porting old school ass games to a new console. I know that might not be brand new because, I mean, there are new games being developed. Of course, you got uh, there's a tank game that's out. That's literally the name of it. You have the Hell Slave, which is from XL2. There's Flicky Flock from Slinga. You got Final Burn Neo from VBT. You got Sickle by Elvisoft. But I, but I believe it's Sineru is how he pronounces it. That's Emerald Noah's 3D game. Yeah. He's actually created. It, it's like a 3D. Um, I haven't had a chance to play, but from the screenshots I've seen, it looks like a a, a dungeon crawler in 3D from first person viewpoint. That's what it looks like. That's pretty badass, dude. For sure. Yeah, people are finally starting to show the Saturn the kind of love that the Dreamcast has had for the last two decades, you know? And exactly. uh, it's it's about time, right? A lot of the ports we get, I'm not saying all of them, but a lot of ports that we get to the Sega Dreamcast are not that complicated games. I mean, there's a shit ton of Beats of Rage games. Um, and on top of that, the Dreamcast is extremely easy to develop for. I mean, if you've got all this tech. I mean, I could go. I've actually made a partially working game on the Dreamcast, this southern guy who works in the oil field. Uh, but what I'm getting at is that what we have now is we have people who are actually getting all the information collected in a single place. They're working in groups. They're communicating with each other. They're completely open. You can come join their Discord. You can join the discussion anytime. They will help you. They've helped me in regards to trying to translate a couple of games, which I just don't have the time for, but I digress. The point is, is that the community is really building up the infrastructure needed to bring people in that want to develop new games for it, not just port things, not just fix things, but actually develop new games. So, yeah, this is this is my my PSA to all y'all fanboys out there like me who love RE2. Um, port the game. Yeah, port port the game, guys. And it's really been it's really been our job for the last. Well, I mean, in part, to help get the you know get, get the, the word out. out there over the last three or four years. I I would say that we've at least been partially responsible for you know hyping this machine 
that we love so much and and bringing it to the forefront and helping new people discover it you know so for a lot of folks i mean i consider myself lucky to be a saturn fan for all these years but if i was like somebody who never experienced the saturn and i got like this brand new retro console that'd be like that'd be like better than christmas you know like discovering this new console with all these great games i mean we're still discovering stuff i mean i think there's games and accessory and peripherals that we had no idea existed and it's like oh this is on it why don't i try this out because there's almost like a thousand games for the system right i mean it's like almost oh, there's more than a thousand yeah it's, oh wow it's more it's than a thousand games for the it's, system and it's like that's a lot of games that most of them not even translated i mean I, you can't even count the number of dating sims we can't play unfortunately yeah like weren't you dating you, you like blubber man or something there's actually one of the new games that's being uh that's that's part of the contest is a, yep. is a santa claus mall dating sim so you oh, got your absolutely. wish right there brother absolutely. and the best part is it's called chris mingle <laughs> It's just great. It's mingle. I had to turn the mic on just to get into this. Yeah, Pat I, I haven't played it yet, but I can't wait for it. It's it's gonna be fun. Pat, you had to play through that Doozy J game, right? Uh, for, yeah, that for needs one a translation. Our... I need to work on a translation. We need a translation for that. For that. I that to, was bizarre. I need to be able to mail whale, marry whale man and get my relationships yes. on with him. What, yeah, but I what, think you what know that, what, what game was that again? Virus. Virus. Exactly that, that, that yeah, because I mean that's one of them games I've heard about for years. I mean I've seen playthroughs in, in Japanese and it looks badass, dude. It personally yeah. it reminds me of uh, I don't know if any of y'all remember it, but it kind of kind of gives me the same vibes that uh, Galarians did on the PS One. Sure, yeah, and I was ready to get into it. Let's do this. We're getting out of this bedroom and we're going to explore this game that I I've heard so much about and I couldn't get out of the bedroom. I mean it's. It <laughs> that was so fair, embarrassing. I think we've all been there where it's like it's like six in the morning. You're tired. It's cold in your room because your roommate turned off the AC, and you just can't get out of your bedroom. But I just love like Noah Steam, for example. I love his philosophy of just like he he's not looking for any particular like he did Soccer Wars, sure, and that's high profile. But he's like my next the next game. I think I'm just gonna pick something random. You know, um, it's not always about porting the you know grandia which i know is going to be widely received you know greatly received you know and but but there's a lot of like underdog games like i want to i want to port uh i want a english localization of wan chai connection there you go that would be great like uh that that was a that was a launch title you know in japan you know i'd love to finally is that like plumbers don't wear ties <laughs> or is it like their version of that <laughs> or is it you a know, little better it, i don't know it's funny every single video i do a translation translation info on and like playing it i always get the same question of the one game everybody wants and i have a feeling that all you know what that game is that every walking rotor right nope oh princess crown every video i post every article it's wins princess crown wins well that's because yeah i i i I have to say this and i really do and i'm just one of them kind of guys it's like contrarian sometimes i really am i feel that way especially in the sega saturn community because it's like that game right there why do people even want a translation of that whenever there's so many versions of it already out i mean probably the same way people want lunar lunar and grandia because it's just yeah. a different way to play it on the saturn they just want i mean play I, it on I, saturn. I, I i mean i can i can completely understand grandia because i mean the game was originally developed for it i mean plain and simple um but like i, I don't know it's like people are obsessed with that game they are. I mean, people, there are plenty it's of pretty. There are plenty of games like Valholian, like that had a PS One port in English, right? Like, I think a lot of it is just people want that feeling of retribution to finally, you know, feel 
what it's like to have been a person in Japan who natively spoke Japanese, experiencing that side of the Saturn's life. Because they want to be able to flip the bird to their PS One fan. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I, and, and, I, I just I just said it to myself, why the hell do I want a RE two port on uh Exactly. See, there you go. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you I mean, I want literally have twenty five oh. consoles to play them on. <laughs> That argument has more holes than my old socks. <laughs> but, yeah, it's uh, there's just something nice about being able to play a lot of these games on uh, on the Saturn. When if you were in Japan where it was originally made, they were available and you could play them. So we we have a kind of a jaded perspective on the console in most Western areas. You know, say for you know, I think Portugal actually. They, it was pretty popular there, and a lot of places in Europe had more they, localizations they got- than we did. That, and you got the DBZ game too, mm. and uh, so it's it's just nice to finally. What would it have been like if Sega management made a, a an ounce or two more sense with uh, bringing games over to the U.S., especially those that were um, maybe translated for other consoles and were on the Saturn Japan, but not brought over to the the states or to Europe or wherever people yeah. speak English and not Japanese. So it's like uh, there's the there's this guy who translated Spyro 2 into Russian and apparently people in Russia just went nuts over it which is funny because you can play that game without understanding any of the dialogue and get by just fine but something about being able to play it in your native language just made it so much more special and uh, I I think it's got a lot to do with if you're a Saturn loyalist and uh, it's in the language that you grew up on it just makes it a million times more special than trying to use a guide or settling with the inferior PlayStation port so yeah, honestly, I'm just a proponent of the mentality that sometimes uh, we can do things just because we can. Yeah. Like, but, and, like, I don't know. I mean, there's there's an element to it that, yeah, maybe some of those ports, like, you know, Grandia, for example, like, yeah, it's a slightly better version of the game. I mean, the water effects are better, whatever. But, you know, that game exists, and it exists on modern hardware now. I can play that game, but because it exists on the Saturn or it's been translated to the Saturn or it's, they're still in the middle of it, right? They're still working on that. The only only thing that's, that's lacking from the entire game is that the English, the English subtitles for the, um, it's, it's just the cutscenes. It's just the cutscenes. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, I mean, it exists in it. If I can play it on the Saturn, why the hell not? I mean, that's why the hell not exactly. No, I, I, I completely agree. I'm, I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. But somebody needs idiot. to do somebody needs to do Sweek it in because it's already on PlayStation and they got all the words right there. Oh yeah, all that I would being love said, a in. those local those uh, translations of games that were never translated, like Link Liver Story, are extremely special. And yeah, pe- please keep those coming. I'd love to try out Arcana Strikes, absolutely, the weird card game, you know, or Wacken Rotor or Wacken Rotor, however you yes. pronounce it. Yeah, that's what really would be amazing. All the damn yeah. Sims. Is that why some people are asking? Uh, uh, why I even heard some requests for people wanting Snatcher translated just because it's on the Saturn? Yeah, but it's different. There's a, there's a bunch of differences in Snatcher's case because it has actually new cutscenes and new yeah. things in it. Yeah, it, it is a, it is a uh, it's not an entirely different game, but it is a slightly different game on the Saturn. Yeah, but that music that's, that's, that's yeah, the game that awful, I would like but, to mm. a translation of most because because I enjoy Police Not so much, so I would love to see Snatcher on the Saturn. For sure. Yeah, I mean, I would just like to experience it and maybe have an option to play subbed instead of the dubbed one that we got in the Mega CD. 
Now, all I was going to say was I think it's very important that we also see some of these games that are very local to the area. You know, like these dating sims. Yeah. We never got any of those in the U.S. And how interesting would... Right, like those and save some of the sports games that uh, we don't have versions of here in the States, you know, those are kind of things that are very local. And it'd be really interesting to see a U.S. audience or a Western audience or otherwise get into some of these games. Well, let alone how we as a, as a U.S. audience would respond to a game like that. Like, would we find the game entertaining? Would we find it a bit out of touch? I mean, how would we in our culture respond to a game like that? Which is probably why a lot of dating sims just didn't make it over here. No, I think there's, nowadays. There's, there's the conspiracy theory, okay? That there's no this. This is real. This is real. There is a conspiracy theory that exists that the reason why we do not get dating sim games here in America, especially back in the Gap, was because there was a CIA plot to keep the the to keep the plague of Hikikomori's out of out of the Western sphere because. Cheap labor would not be possible if all the men did not go to work because they were playing these games. This is a for real, uh, literally like a year and a half ago. I, 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 fell, I fell on this freaking thread on Reddit. And I can't, I don't know where, I mean, I, I would probably never be able to oh, find well, it Oh, well, it must be true because it was on but Reddit, But, dude, right? it, yeah. was like, it was like a freaking whole, like, dissertation. I mean, there was citations, there was photographs, there was a CIA plot to keep dating sims out of America out of fear of getting rid of the low-skilled, cheap labor. Dude, if you can find that, please put a link in the chat. That sounds yeah, cool. Yeah, um, I think that's uh, I think that's the same the same department that worked on Polybius in the arcades. <laughs> Bro, I mean, it, dude, this was some wild stuff, man. I was just like, what? What subreddit was this, dude? I don't know. It was like two years. ago. It popped up as, <laughs> as a, it popped up as like I don't know if y'all have Reddit on your phones, but yeah, Reddit will give it just, you suggestions. You just by it. And it's like you know you see a, te- a title that's interesting. I was like CIA plots are to to prevent Hikikomori invasion, and I was like what? And I clicked on it. <laughs> I think you- especially nowadays, there's certainly a, a, a demand for more of those games and certainly translations from the Japanese Saturn dating sims, especially with how popular Katawa Shoujo and the KFC dating sim are. I, well, I mean, those, just, just, those would be successful. Just, just look oh, at Pat yeah. over here, man. We right. have this influx of weebs, man. Hell yeah. <laughs> I, fair, you, I was not a weeb until like I graduated from college. So There you go. Hey, Nick. Yeah. I gotta ask, who was your favorite girl? In what? Katawa Shoujo? Yes, yeah. Uh, so I haven't actually played it, but like all of my friends in high school did. Uh, so, oh, really? I, yeah. I got all five <laughs> So, I, I mean, it was it was insanely popular when it came out. No, I, I'm, a, I'm a plebe. I haven't played Katawa Shoujo yet, so I'll, I'll get back to you, Chaz. Oh, oh I cried like a beach. I'm gonna sort of rein this in a little bit and just say that if you want to play good dating sim, play... Uh, Doki Doki Literature Club. That's the best dating sim of all time. I, I mean, I'm just, I mean, there you go. The evidence yep. speaks No one's saying anything more. Play that best dating sim. All right, so let's move. <laughs> let's move on to Simon and see what his favorite Saturn-related development of 2020 was. Um, I don't. I don't know whether this is a 2020 thing, but I, I got um, a Project Z Stream um, demo, demo disc of a first-person shooter running on that engine, which absolutely blew me away. It's a sort of um, 
quake and exhumed crossover with little elements of both. But the <clears throat> potential that I saw from that, I, I couldn't believe the quality and I couldn't believe just how good it was and how, how slick it looked and the prospect of commercially available new Saturn games made from the ground up with that kind of engine. It just really excites me. One of the things that I think was most exciting about the Dreamcast scene for so long was the fact that there was new software coming out year on year. So I'm kind of looking forward to that happening with the Saturn if it if it ever does. Um, but, you know, I, I kind of have so much uh, of the existing library to explore that in a way I don't really need new games per se i just i'm excited by it seeing that demonstration disc it was sent to me by uh, my good friend john lee who's a saturn junkyard um, co-creator and he he sent that to me i have to rely on the kindness of um friends who who send me stuff like that because i i don't know how to access it online and stuff like that but uh yeah i guess uh, i don't know how recent that is as a development but that would be the the thing that impressed me most in 2020 for sure. It's still under development, so I think it counts. Okay, cool. <laughs> and actually, I, I forgot to mention, uh, our local Dave actually did the logo for their company, too. For Zectomy Software. Wow, cool. So when you ever see the logo, it's our local Dave. Logo, local Dave. Lo I think yep, one of the most impressive stuff. things about that shooter is they... Uh, the split-screen multiplayer can go up to four players, and this is something I've brought up in a past episode, but no commercially released Saturn first-person shooter had more than two-player split-screen, so the fact that they did four was like, whoa, that is neat. So that's really proof of it being an extremely capable engine. They uh, XL2 is just doing an outstanding job with that. And polygonal enemies, polygonal yes. on top mm-hmm. of that, and weapons. That's right. It's incredible. He's Keep it up, man. <laughs> Uh, we know you're out there, XL2. Keep it up. It's fantastic. Like watching him put stuff out. It really when I hear programmers back in the day say, actually, the Saturn was like wide open. You could do so much with it. It really came down to deadline, you know. Um, and we just didn't have the time. But when they say like it's pretty, it's pretty much you could do whatever you want with it. And then you got these guys who do have the time. That really goes to show you, you know, with all the light sourcing and crazy stuff going on. All right, so uh, why don't we go to you, Nick, in that case, and what is your favorite Saturn-related development of 2020? Sure, and this was covered heavily already by our, our tangent, but really the, the translation renaissance that we're experiencing. Like, 2019 was really when we were renaissance. like, okay, renaissance, the renaissance of translation. 2019 was the year of Saturn, baby. It was, and... Um, that, that really got the ball going with Sakura Wars, and I really enjoyed Linkle Liver Story. That was not a game I had heard about before it got translated, not one I expected to enjoy so much, and I, I thought that was great. Um, and now here in 2020, uh, we've just, it just went boom, you know, we got Grandia, Lunar, uh, Valholian, frickin' Symphony of the Night getting translated. Yeah, and uh, it's there's just so much happening now on the translation front for Saturn, and it appears to be uh, the momentum just d- does not show any sign of stopping here pretty soon. It's just going up. So, you know, hopefully uh, it continues. I understand that a lot of it might be thanks to the fact that many are working from home uh, due to current global events, and uh, but obviously the scene's just been picking up speed more and more and more and 
players of the Saturn are eating it up. So I, I hope to see that going. That expands the library for people outside of Japan um, and people who didn't spend years learning Japanese or weren't able to. So it's it's fantastic to see that. So keep them coming. We'll be yeah, playing it, it. It's pretty funny because I even my head's spinning on it. It's like there's like translation every other day. I'm like, oh, I gotta yep. write up a do write up a shiro and like, oh, I missed this one. Like, exactly. like even even the other day, like we were getting ready for that the Saturn competition judging, and they they were saying, oh yeah, the the this Sega Saturn this, the Lunar Superstar story complete, uh, MPEG patch right the dub. No, there's another dub for the regular edition now. It's like, wait, what? It's like yeah, yeah that came out yesterday. It's like, oh my gosh, so my head's spinning. And now there's so like I'm seeing rumors of possibly Baroque and maybe Devil Summoner being worked on, and if either of those are for sure happening, I I would be I would be very happy. Yeah, Especially it, Devil Summoner, I've been really wanting to play that on the Saturn. So exactly, if if they if they get uh, Shin, that Shin Megami Tensei going, I'm just dropping everything and Seriously, like, hey, yeah. I'm Shin Megami Tensei stand now. Another favorite development is I really like the wireless retro bit controller that came out this year. Uh, I've been using that on my PC a lot, uh, playing some Darius Burst with that. Um, yeah, the Saturn pad is, in my mind, the ultimate shmup paddle. So it's, uh, yeah, Dave's got his. I got mine down here. And uh, did some virtual racing on the Switch with it. And obviously it works in the Saturn. But yeah, that's been great. Been using the hell out of that. Oh, wow, we all got him. Okay, now this turned into a commercial for those watching on video. <laughs> oh, Ben's got the pink one. He's got wait, the pink does one. this actually go out in video form? No. Y- y'all, y'all need to start doing that. That would be badass. It would. It would be kind of cool. Oh, hey, I mean, half what? of that I'm... would be right. Guess what? I'm about to load up OBS, and we're gonna get a little bit of that, like halfway through. But <laughs> <laughs> halfway through, but I'll get something out. Sure, better sure. than nothing, I guess. That's all I got for favorite developments. I'm with Nick. I want. Uh, I mean, Devil Summoner for sure. But Baroque, man, I really want to play it. Not watered down. Like I have it on the Wii. And it's cool, but I really want to play it on the Saturn. It's just so dark and uh, has like this atmosphere. I just got to have it in English. Got to have it in so, English. What about all of these technologies that are allowing us to play Saturn even in more ways? Like we've gotten the mode, the Fenrir, the Satiator. 2020 brought us a lot of neat ways to actually play some Saturn games on original hardware. And that's, I think that's amazing. No, I... I I'd have to I'd have to entirely agree, but I also want to make comment to um I know we everybody loves to talk about actual hardware and I prefer actual hardware, but the emulation side of the Sega Saturn in twenty twenty is like firing on all cylinders. Um if your PC can handle it, Kronos is basically the answer to everything. Um uh, I know some people want to disagree with me on that, but I mean like that thing right there is badass. Like Whenever it comes to actually being almost one for one for what you actually get on the Saturn, it's badass. On top of that, you've had numerous updates for, I mean, everything from uh, Yaba Sanshiro on mobile. I mean, the the ability for an individual to actually get involved with the Sega Saturn community by, you know, just playing the games. It, there's no excuse at this point that someone can give me for not being able to play a Sega Saturn game. Like, literally, I do, if you have the ability to get on the Internet an old ancient one and it runs saturn and dreamcast is fine so if you're worried that your machine's not fast enough just give it a try i promise you you'll be surprised at what it can do see i i think what the fundamental problem is is that you have it's this this 
this concept or this myth that's been perpetrated for the past 15 freaking years, it feels like, especially the last five on YouTube, where everybody talks about you cannot emulate Saturn or you can't. They they word it in a way that makes most non-tech savvy people understand it as you cannot play the games. Like that that's what I've tried to express to people sometimes. Whenever you say Saturn emulation is difficult, to a tech savvy person, they understand what that means. Like Oh, so emulating the actual architecture, blah, blah. For the regular layman, whenever you say emulate a game, they think, turn it on, play it on my PC. That's what they think. And like literally, the games might not be one-to-one. There might be issues. There might be a couple of things back and forth. But you can play the games. You can beat the games. You can do it. I can do it on my phone. Okay, I was just going to say, Sam is absolutely right. The uh, emulation ability of a computer to emulate a Saturn is not difficult. What was difficult was the architecture of the physical Saturn itself in the way that programmers were trying to use it back in the day. And uh, But that's completely different than you being able to play these games on an emulation in your computer for the Saturn. Yeah, and I mean, with with such a... With such a crowded PCB, it's got a lot of chips that have to be emulated. So, I mean, you know, that's been a hurdle over the past decade. But as Sam said, you know, it's gotten exponentially better within the last couple of years. But even, you know, even before that, we were doing it, you know. I, I would definitely recommend for uh, for folks who are wanting to get into Saturn but haven't got the hardware yet, um, they're going to find out that because of this resurgence in popularity – the actual console itself has gone up in price. I mean, I, it's aren't they about a hundred bucks now? And it's like oh, you could dude, get them for that, forty bucks all day, every day, just a couple mm-hmm. years ago. It's uh, hard to find them for even a hundred nowadays. I got a guy who's actually reached out to me last night. You know, surprise! He saw a video of mine where I said I got a one for five bucks. You know, a couple of years ago, which was true. I was lucky. I just hit it at the right spot, but. I mean, I know people nowadays who are paying upwards of 150 almost $200 for a console with cords and just a freaking controller. Just just one console, no games, no nothing. I mean, it's the pandemic on top of the resurgence in popularity and just the fact that these things are becoming more and more scarce every single year. Yeah, so, I mean, don't let the lack of hardware stop you from checking it out through emulation. But, um, but I will say, though, um, heart, real hardware is always going to be, I think, preferred when it comes to games that are just like down to the frame as far as performance goes. Like when it comes to, you just, that's the thing is I've been, I've been trying every, every so often, you know, every like six months, I'll try like Knights, for example, on an emulator, even the best, you know, like three different emulators just to see if it's there yet. And it's just like when you know a game in- intimately like that and you're basically capped out at, what is possible to score on those games, you really notice the difference, you know? Um, but on for all your RPGs, for all of your adventure games, for all that kind of stuff, I would say emulation is perfectly fine. And even to dip your feet in and play nights on an emulator is fine, but like if you're going to be doing competitive play, that's where you need real hardware. It needs to be one-to-one. If, if I could for one second, I, I do want to make a comment because I, I had this conversation with a couple of people um, I've had the same conversation with a couple of people over the past year. Um, people at my life in gaming, you've got a number of individuals who are saying, this is how you can do it. But at the end of the day, they also are the same ones that are saying, dude, if you got a freaking RF connection and a CRT, plug that in. And I think that's what a lot of people, I think a lot of people need to understand that is, you know, I'm personally, and I think most people in this little chat right here, I'm pretty sure all of us, 
yeah, a number of us have, you know, the, the technical, we want individual frames. Sometimes we count stuff out, but dude, man, if you're, if you're just getting involved with this, that doesn't, I mean, it doesn't matter how long you've been doing this, how long you've been gaming. If you just want to play the Saturn, anything is better than nothing. Yeah. So if you're a content creator and that's nowadays, the thing, if you're a content creator, you need all that stuff. But if you're just a gamer, I play PDS my my fur my best playthrough of PDS was on a 13 inch Sony Trinitron consumer Trinitron with S video, and I still remember it was it was amazing. I was like hunkered down in front of this little screen, but um, I loved it. It only had mono sound too, you know, but it was great. You know, it's a Saturn gaming is great, whether you play it on a BVM or on a little TV. Exactly, and nowadays, like it's so much easier to really do that because you don't really need all this stuff now like a lot of the the my life and gaming videos that people are seeing and stuff a lot of it's made like in from 2016 when there wasn't a lot of options but now you can pick up any real crt that takes component in or even if you can mod it for rgb and just get a transcoder for it and you could play rgb on a consumer set in the united states like you don't i mean yeah it's not going to be a thousand lines and look amazing but i mean it's really better than you know not playing it or having something because I mean you can pretty much get if you like the arcade look like the arcade monitor how clear that looks you can get that on a consumer grade TV or at least close to it so and that's what I really like about the availability of that stuff just don't play games in 16 by 9 when they're in 4-3 I'm just saying that's blasphemous that's literally Shiro will come down and chop you in the back of the neck. Don't do that shit. People still get upset about that. Yeah, that's my question. <laughs> that's like, I, really? dude, I just like messing with people, dude. <laughs> oh. yeah. I stretch it. I stretch it just to piss people off. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I can't joke with Chaz in the chat, man. <laughs> oh, you weren't joking, Sam. I know you. No, I really don't care, dude. I'm not going to do it, but I mean, I really don't care. It's your stuff. Yeah, pe- people can... Whatever makes you happy. <laughs> yeah, if, if you but, want it but, squished and look like uh, look like those fat fat and wide look, that's, 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 you know, that's your thing. You know, you do it. You go, champ. What's the ultra-wide uh, that I see people doing, like, Sonic 2, just, just to troll people? And I love it. They're, they're, they're literally trying to invoke Sega Saturn and Shiro's Wrath. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to tempt fate. It's this new game. You haven't seen, you haven't <laughs> seen the Reddit post on it? Uh, good times. But, yeah. Um, anyways, why don't we... Uh, now we got a little bit off topic. Why don't we move on to uh, Dave's Saturn, most favorite Saturn-related developments of 2020? Yeah, so you guys have mentioned most of the great stuff that's happened over the last year. It really has been the year of the translation and patches and stuff like that. That That's taken the Saturn scene by storm. But kind of like Peter, I, there's something wrong with me. I like hardware. Uh, I'm just a, a real hardware nerd. I, you know, anything that can, anything that can, you know affirm the dominance of this machine over the sony hay station you know uh is is great by me you know and uh i mean we got we got saves internally day one right we didn't have to buy memory cards uh you know there's a there's a ton of stuff you know growing up that i was always like you know i had a chip on my shoulder and i had to prove that you know this console was better you know than the one that was selling like hotcakes. but anyway um this past year zyden well 
Sega RPG fan, uh, Joe, he uh, he developed an exploit uh, where he's basically able to take all of the Japanese all the Japanese online SegaNet games and patch them out so that we can play all of those games online. And moreover, if you own uh, like a U.S. Uh, modem, if you own a U.S. Netlink modem, these playing the games patched like this will basically put your uh, your X-band modem into the 14.4 mode, which is what it needs because those games... It actually turns out those games were designed for the 14K timing um, in order to perform best. And even though the Netlink modem was designed to be 28, uh, 28K BPS, um, and it was designed that way because it was they were trying to make it like a, a cheap internet browser for the home, you know? And so they needed that extra speed to serve up web pages. But it actually, the X-Band, the X-Band guys that worked on the X-Band for SNES and Genesis, they really developed the technology to work over 14.4. And so all the, the, the sync, it's really, really important to get the two lines synced, which is why um, by Joe basically patching out those games and making the American one, the American modem, sync up to the Japanese modem. Now we can all play online with much, much better performance uh, than what I was even showing with K before or with uh, uh, some of my older streams where, you know, it was pretty decent, but we'd have dropouts or, you know, I'd be playing Sega Rally in the car. Would you just, the, 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 the entire frame would just freeze for a moment. That's gone. Like you got people playing just literally matchups online and it works at 14.4. I don't know how they did it, but it does. Just like PSO worked over dial-up, and it was great, you know. Um, so, so yeah. Now you can go onto the uh, you can go onto the Netlink matchup group, um, and you can download a copy of the guide. You can go over to um, DC Talk forums and and check out a copy of that guide. I put together like a PDF version of it so that people can basically buy the the Netlink modem or a Japanese. Sega net modem and then buy the little uh it's it's a little sip or uh voip modem basically it's like a voip adapter you get those two things and then just the the phone cable and you can get online uh and play play your saturn against somebody else and um it even works across country you know so it's really good and that that's the kind of thing i'm all about is is uh more and more functionality for the saturn Nice. All right. So, uh, why don't we move on to Chaz and see what he's been, uh, what his favorite center-related development is of 2020? Yeah, probably. Um, I don't have a particular number one favorite, other than I guess this is just a generalization. I'm just happy that more and more translations are happening and are getting out the door, and that emulation has gotten a lot better, and that accessibility to the games is has also improved significantly. You know, me being a, a preservation enthusiast myself, I mean, I'm also an original hardware guy because I'm a content creator myself. I stream a lot, but I'm just really happy for everything that's happening as far as the library is concerned because for the longest time, preserving the, the Saturn games, the whole library, has been a huge concern of mine, a huge fear of mine because the console itself has retained probably roughly, not including ports or alternate versions probably 90 percent of its library has remained exclusive and that may have to do with you know how complicated the architecture is or perhaps the lack of consumer demand initially but i'm just happy overall that a lot more positive 
is happening. Fan translations, more RPGs getting out the door, uh, better ways to run the games, not needing the original hardware as much, just just really opening the doors more as far as just playing these games. Because as far as original consumer products is concerned, the market is so gone now. It is so gone as far as what you can purchase, what what's available or when it's available, and how much of your bank account is going to be crippled when you make one, two, or perhaps even three purchases. So overall, I'm just really happy that everything that should be happening is happening. Fan translations, um, emul emulation improving, uh, availability as far as just playing the games themselves, because when it comes to just buying these games, unless you have a lot of money to burn i almost can't recommend it to anybody anymore because it's just it's so gone now it's so yeah. gone well, no absolutely more. like i i think i that's my big thing is that i just can't afford these games anymore like i spent i must have so like what does magic knight ray earth sell for now can anyone elaborate uh, I just bought it for eight hundred dollars. Eleven hundred bucks. It's going yeah. between eight and nine hundred dollars right now on, I on average. Forty dollars for it in two thousand six. Mm. Wow. Forty. Forty dollars. And, and look what's yeah. happened now. Look how gone the market is. So that alone. Yeah, two thousands were the time to buy. Exactly. Yeah, like everything that's really good is just uh, over a hundred dollars easy. Even like stuff like like Dynam like a, a Die Hard Arcade and stuff like that. The scary thing is seeing the Japanese versions starting to go way up. Exactly. I mean, when you see you see a bunch of Japanese versions of the game, it's all. I was you gonna say I don't I, I don't want to be a contrarian here, but you can still get the the odd good bargain. I I picked up a few games this year for twenty pound each, and Titana Twimby was a beautiful shoot 'em up that I got for twenty pound not so long ago. So you can still get the odd thing. That's the funny. That that is the funny thing that um Simon brings it up because I have a lot of viewers over in the UK that um still talk to me um and basically express to me that it, even though there was a lot fewer games actually like you know actual actual copies made there was a lot fewer copies made for games over in PAL territories the Sega Saturn has not blown up in price over there yet like it has not blown up in price over there like it has over here. That that is a that, that is a very North American thing. Like if you actually look at PAL territories, you talk to people who are physically in um, Japan right now. Like there's a number of people over there that I talk to that, and so long as you're not in Akihabara where there's a lot of tourists and stuff coming from America, et cetera, like that. If you go out up in the sticks and look at Book Off and look at all these stores that that, that sell these uh, used games, it's still relatively cheap. Like America and not America per se, but just North America in general has become a it's the retro gaming market has blown up over here. I don't know when or if or ever it will ever get back to a functional pricing. The, the funny thing about games in America is, is that it's a market that's not that that is literally based on. It's not based on how many copies exist. It's based on the demand. That's what it is, like plain and simple. And lack of supply. I well, mean, there's they, a there's a huge demand. Big country, lots of new people coming to, uh, because of YouTube coming to know the right. the system, or because of podcasts. <clears throat> and you know, so now you got all these new people who want this thing, and there just weren't enough made to begin with because you know 
but but to me, it's not even a supply is an issue. I mean, it is an issue, but it's not near as much an issue whenever you look at certain games that there's there there. Are, I can't run off the top of my head, but there's a number of Sega Saturn games that don't have that many copies made. They were late releases. They're just not popular. They're good games. They're just not popular. So it's all really down to a demand. Like Panzer Dragoon Saga. Look at Panzer Dragoon Saga. Look at me. I tell you what. You want to play Panzer Dragoon Saga? For those of y'all watching, this is what you do. You get you one of these. You get you one of these. That's what you do. Sega ain't making no money off of it. Yeah, that's how I play it now. Even though I have an original, I just I just play a backup. That or this is one thing. I, I had a guy who actually brought this up to me, man. A lot of people are like, man, there's all these ODEs available. Well, he's got a Model 2 Sega Saturn. The cheapest thing he can buy right now is the mode. And that's still $220, $250 after shipping and everything. It might not seem like a lot to some people. And they're like, well, hell, that's a lot cheaper than the games. $250, especially right now, is a lot of money for somebody to drop on something like it just to play a game. That's why I've told people numerous times before, get a mod chip, pseudo Saturn. And buy a stack of CDRs. Hey, like, if it's alright, if it's right for me to segue that into my into my development, if that's cool, Sam. Um, basically, by all means, brother. Yeah, so I I actually want to bring that up, and the 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 great thing that I really love about this year is that there's so many options available for that. Like, not only do we have the mode, but we have the Fenrir, we have the Satiator, we and we still have the the Raya and the Phoebe. So we have all those options that are in different price points, like. A Fenrir, I think, is probably like fifty bucks, maybe in that price range, and it it only works on the, the I think was it twenty or twenty one pin. I can't remember off the top of my head. It's a, it's it was, it's basically the the early model ones. That's the only one it works on. Yeah, uh, but but essentially, it's it works pretty it works pretty well. The compatibility's up there. Uh, they're still hacking out, or sort of uh, getting uh, fixing some issues here and there, but it's probably one of the one of the best options and the cheapest options right now. And for 50 bucks, that's like half of a Saturn game. You could play like the majority of the library, if not all of it at this point. And that's sort of what I'm, I really love the development for the Saturn stuff in 2020. So I'm really excited to see more options available, uh, available in the future. But for now, I think that we have, we have a lot of options that have like, it's kind of, um, Kind of different levels of availability right now, but uh, I mean, the f- it's 2021, so we'll see what to, what's going on. But in terms of that, that's sort of what I'm looking forward to, at least. So, Nick, what are you looking forward to in 2021? That's some sort of Saturn-related object or thing. Well, um, as always, I'm very much looking forward to replaying Pebble Beach Golf Links five more times. Um, can you get it in mine? Uh, can, can, do you think you can get it inside mine? Please stop um, asking I will, that, Craig. Mr. Sadler. I will. And, uh, but actually, for real, though, uh, very excited for Panzer Dragoon Voyage Record, which I know it's not a Saturn game, but it's yes. very Saturn-related. And I, I got into VR over the course of 2020 uh, for Christmas. My wife surprised us. She got us the Oculus Quest, um, which, uh, as I'm sure many who are into VR know, it's it plays Oculus games by itself, like it's just its own microprocessor, like console. Uh, but you can also use it to stream PC VR games on Steam VR. It's perfectly capable of that, and I've done that a couple of times, and it's it works fantastically. So regardless of whether it's like a 
it just comes out in PC VR or if it comes out for all of them, I'll probably be able to play it when it releases. And if that's if that game is as faithful to the original as I'm hoping it will be, I'll I'll probably need like some kind of a sponge to soak up the tears while playing it because that's going to be fucking beautiful. I'm excited for that. So uh, hopefully that that uh, comes out. They're saying 2021 release. They haven't set a date or anything like that. But uh, uh, yeah, so it, it's an experience that was made for VR. You're riding a dragon, shooting stuff in a 360 plane of view. So being able to do that, and if it's if they nail the art style and the music and everything about it, I, it it'll be it'll it should be fun. Fingers crossed. I'm hoping it uh, comes out soon and that it uh, and that it's good. <laughs> so. Sure. High hopes for that one. That's what I'm most excited for this year for Saturn related items. I totally agree. I'm I'm really looking forward to Voyage Record, and I think history. I mean, we already have uh, precedent that uh, rail shooters work really well in VR. Yep. I mean, Res, Res Infinite yes. was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, even like I, I could see like a House of the Dead type style game being yeah. really good or Virtua Cop. Um, I loved um, what was Until Dawn, Russia Blood. Um, I haven't played that one. No. Oh, it's so good. It's okay. so good. It, it theoretically, like it feels like it could be a continuation of the house of the dead formula in a lot of ways. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for that as well, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of, uh, no, it's cool, Brian. Then that's what you're excited for, right? Um, I, yeah, I guess I could go more broad than that, but it is related for sure. Um, and you know, I love the Saturn uh, as we all do. But um, I think I love it more for all the experiences that uh, more or less enriched my appreciation for gaming as a hobby over the years, Um, rather than necessarily like a box that's, you know, made of plastic and copper and silicon that I have any loyalty to that came out, you know, 25 years ago by a corporation that was just trying to sell. Mm. Um, It really is the experiences, though, that I take with me and I continue to value um, today. And in that way, I'm really interested and excited for the ways that those types of experiences um, are being preserved and maybe even continued to to have a presence in the modern zeitgeist in a way. Um, And, you know, we've seen this a little bit from the official side. I mean, Sega's done a lot with celebrating their 60th anniversary to at least pay homage um, or lip service to some of some of its legacy. Um, Certainly a couple years ago or last year, we saw uh, remakes of or uh, ports of like Virtua Racing. Earlier this year, we saw Sakura Wars, right? The new, you know, the PS4. uh, Sock Wars, my favorite game. Soccer Wars, sure. <laughs> I always mispronounce that. Um, no, even I said like, Sock Wars, not Sakura oh, Wars, Sock Wars. Oh, Sock Wars. Is that is that a spinoff? Yeah. Sock Puppet, Dating Sim. Exactly. Oh. Shooter. Ooh. Okay, yeah. I've never heard of that. Before. No, it doesn't exist. Doesn't. Well, that's why I haven't heard of it. Um, but yeah, like, or, or even just like, you know, Yakuza Like a Dragon. I played that a lot, and I love the fact that I could just go into the arcades and get a, a arcade uh, port of Virtua Fighter 2 there um, and the fact that a lot of the Saturn uh, ports that I bought years ago for like you know the Xbox 360 like Guardian Heroes, Radiant Silver Gun, Daytona USA, I can still play those games on my Series X, no problem uh, and I, th- I think that's really awesome how those have managed to have, uh, I don't know, some stability in their longevity in ways that I did not expect at the time with the uh, with the movement towards uh, digital um, preservation there, or at least in a legitimate, uh, you know, 
officially sanctioned since. So I'm really glad how those are being handled, at least through uh, the Xbox platforms. Um, and just the strides we've seen on the indie side, right, to help carry the mantle of of a lot of those properties. Um, it's not a Saturn game, but, you know, Dot, Emu, and uh, Lizard Cube's uh, Streets of Rage 4 came out this year and was fantastic. Um, I, you know, I think, uh, Nick, you already mentioned Voyage Record, which I'm really looking forward to, um, as well as, to an extent, I, you know, I was very mixed on... Um, on Megapixels, uh, you know, Panzer Dragoon remake. Um, I think the work they've put into that since release has been really nice, although it doesn't necessarily uh, address my underlying um, critiques of of its art style um, and just general feel, which I think are a little bit, I don't know, they like fall short of both being uh, perfectly, um, what, what you, what's the word, like, I don't know, being pure experiences that are faithful to the original with, as well as not actually pushing the envelope to modernize or to do anything significant on its own as a standalone experience. But nevertheless, I think they've improved it immensely over the last um, several months. And I think that's a great game. And then even ones that aren't explicitly sequels or remakes or uh, remasters. Um, the only thing I, I could really say that I'm looking forward to, which is Saturn-related, and Brian's the only person who knows about this so far. Uh, for Christmas this year, I got something called an X-Rocker gaming chair, which uh, allows me to <clears throat> plug my TV into this gaming chair, which then allows me to put my headphones in and gives me a bit of an immersive experience because it rattles you about as you're gaming it, it responds to sounds and it responds to explosions and music and it kind of throws you around a little bit so uh it's maybe not as immersive as uh as a vr helmet but it's 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 an attempt to make it a more immersive experience and it was funny because i was playing christmas nights using this whole setup this christmas and it was just vibrating me all over the place it was like being thrown around on some crazy fairground ride but um yeah, so playing Saturn games with my ex rocket chair, I guess, would be my uh, highlight of 2021 so far. Sounds good. All right, definitely, definitely need to get something like that for my my room for sure. Uh, did you want to go, Sam? Let us know what you're looking forward to in 2021 in regards to Saturn or maybe Saturn related things. Uh, sure. Uh, really. Let me think about that. <laughs> um. Sure. I mean, the, the, the I really don't know of a whole bunch coming forward. I really don't. We have a slew of games already in place. We have a number of translations that are already here. I think the the number one thing I am waiting for, and I could not find it. I was actually looking while Panda was looking. Mr. Nick over there. Um, what number game are you on right now? 26. I'm reviewing. I'm, I'm editing Mansion of Hidden Souls, which is episode 26. However, I, there are at least three or four episodes that are down the line where the release dates changed, and I had to change the episode order. So I, I guess you could. I think I've made 29, 28 episodes so far. Gun Griffin released in mid '96. When is that video coming? Which one? I'm sorry. When is Gun Griffin coming? 
Gun Griffin. Hang on. I'll pull up the list. Probably not in 2021 unless I get like a sudden surge of free time. But (laughs) uh, okay, so that would be. Come on. Come on, Google Docs. Unless W Day makes him the Saturn correspondent. (laughs) Right. Yes. You need to start reviewing my station and start paying me full time. Yeah. That would be episode 88. Oh, sweet Jesus Christ. Lord have mercy. Um, But. You, but you never no. know. I could have a sudden surge of productivity. You ought to just do it. Impossible. Just for my do it for my birthday. Do it for October twenty eighth. I I want that. I want sure. That. <laughs> if if I if uh, whatever year I find I'm able to do it, I'll make sure I time it for twenty eighth. <laughs> Hell yeah! But no. But besides besides that, I'm honestly looking forward to um just the possibility whenever it comes to what we can actually do with this console. Um, I would absolutely love for. I would love for somebody to compile all the information needed. Now, granted, the way the Saturn worked is that every game has its own assembly language. I mean, the Saturn itself has the assembly that you build in, but every single game has its own little quirks. I've known that for myself whenever it's come to trying to translate a couple of games. I would love for somebody to come up with an easier way or a more entry-level way to try to get into translating games. Because we can, we've already seen what a couple of people can do. Imagine if there was already something there, where you had a blueprint basically to go by. Imagine how many games we'd have in that. Like that's, it's not something that I know is going to come. It's just something I wish would come. So, yeah. I think the, I think the answer to that though is partnerships. You know, uh, folks who are good at the translating part, doing that legwork, and hooking up with somebody who's really good at programming. And the more partnerships and teams that assemble, the more we can get this stuff done, you know? Nice. All right. Um, uh, what about you, Ben? What are you excited for and looking forward to in 2021 as it relates to the Saturn? Oh, yeah, sure. Absolutely. So um, one thing that was exciting in 2020 was, of course, the mode that came out. And I ended up purchasing one. It's fantastic. And it was kind of a surprise item to have been released i i had not known that they were going to be releasing something like that and so what i would say there are two things that i'm excited for in 2021 uh one of them is actually me being able to play a lot of these games on the mode on my saturn right now because it used to uh, i have what 50 some odd physical games for the saturn and if i didn't have a copy of the game i'd have to burn a copy uh then put it into my saturn play it and then do it that way so I was very limited on how I could play the games um, uh, quickly. And so with the mode, now I just fire it up. I can play whatever I want and try anything out uh, without having to go through all the process. And But as far as the things I'm looking forward to in Saturn in 2021, um, that uh, aside from that, would be the mystery items that we have no idea about. Because we're getting Panzer Dragoon in virtual reality. Uh, granted, that's not for Saturn, but that's about Saturn. And that came out of nowhere. And, um, you know, the mode came out of nowhere. The uh, All these items that have been happening have just, hey, good news, everybody. We're releasing a translation, you know, or something along those lines. And it's just been fantastic. And with the momentum that has picked up in the Saturn community, I feel like there's going to be some projects or things that people are working on that we haven't heard about yet. And we're just going to flip out and be ecstatic about once we hear about it. For sure. Yeah, I'm really excited to see what the future of what the Saturn development holds in that in that regards. And I think uh, one of the things that I'm really excited about is 
of course, more patches. I love the translation patches. Everyone knows I do all the videos and stuff for that. So that's one of the really the big ones I'm really excited for. But uh, one of the other things is just more hardware as well. So a lot of more peripherals, more maybe a new a new uh, MPEG card maybe. That'd be some pretty cool to have uh, available and going. That'd be kind of really nice. Um, and, of course, the readily availableness of the sat satiator would be great. Like, I'm really excited for... The prospect of being able to have anybody to have any of these, any of these sort of ODEs that they want, and be able to not pay a th hundreds of dollars for games, or potentially thousands, or maybe tens of thousands of dollars, depending on how bad this gets. But yeah, that's sort of what I'm looking forward to in 2021 for sure, and I'm really excited to get it. Uh, what about uh, you, Dave? You know, I'm looking forward to that Saturn Mini. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not at all. Uh-oh. Hopefully Sam didn't. It seems no, like uh, Sam didn't hear you, so keep going see. before he, he comments on it. Bark at yeah. him, dogs. Uh, <laughs> you go back to looking at what uh, notes I put down. Well, um, so definite, definitely uh, I'm looking forward to, I heard rumors of them retrobit working on a 3D wireless control pad adapter. At least the little part that plugs in, mm -hmm. you know, kind of like a Nintendo 64 rumble pack kind of thing, you know. But I mean, I suppose it would you'd have to charge it, um, but it would work with the receivers that they've already got out there. And that would just be amazing, you know, um, as long as the latency is is the same as as these ones. I imagine it would be that would be awesome if we get some way. I mean, if they want to go whole hog and make a 3D control pad, I'll take it. <laughs> but even if they make the little adapter that goes in there, that would be amazing. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to more great content uh, as the Saturn becomes more popular and people come to the forefront creating content. I am looking forward to Sam. Uh, if he ever gets around to making a video, you know, I'm <laughs> looking forward to that. Um, I probably will be dead before that happens. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. I, I'm really looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to every single one of Nick's reviews. It's like a kid on Christmas. I'm mm -hmm. a huge oh, nerd when it comes to Saturn. I'm a huge nerd when it comes to history. And you put those two together and games industry and, uh, you know, the amount of research that he and love that he puts into it and the memes. I'm there for the memes with my bucket of popcorn. I look forward to every single one of those videos that he comes out. And that's not just biased, you know, because he's a Shiro. I was all behind Nick in his videos before he was a Shiro, and I'm so glad that he is. Um, so I'm looking forward to that and definitely looking forward to the Mansion of Hidden Souls because I want to know what somebody else's take on it is, you know? Like, is it just me that I'm a little crazy that I like it? It is weird, and I don't necessarily full-on like it, <laughs> but, you know, it's just I want to see what he has to say. And then um, I'm looking forward to more videos from Pat. Uh, that mm. I got to see that kiosk, you know, uh, running and, and firing on all cylinders at the end of it i destroy it so get ready for that <laughs> yeah. nice and i'm really looking forward to more of peter's articles i always say one day i would love to get all of those articles into like a coffee table book it would be like the definitive you know uh i would read it every day but <laughs> you know i'd reread it because uh, that's just the kind of thing you know that uh that i like so um all these patches all the the community coming together to create content for this thing this is what I've wanted for years. Like I used to be a lurker on some of those Saturn groups. And I used to say like, you know, does anybody have a phone and is willing to make videos or, you know, willing to share like experiences and stuff like that. And, and then Pat approached me and was like, Hey, you want to do a podcast, you know? So 
that was kind of like the start of something. And then it's like so many people have piled on and contributed in their own way. And, you know, some folks are just not, you know, they've got a, they've got a uh, face for radio or they don't even have a voice for radio. And they're like, I'm just going to do the coding and I'm going to make the patches and stuff like that. And those contributions are huge. Um, probably more so than what we're doing. But I mean, I'm just glad and grateful for everybody who's coming and contributing to this scene because it's really exciting. And yeah, so that's what I'm looking forward to is just more great content. For sure. Um, what about you, Chaz? What are you excited for in the upcoming 2021 year in regards to Saturn that's not more Saturn destruction? <laughs> what I'm really looking forward to actually is uh, getting started on, or rather firing back up uh, Saturn streaming on my own page since since I have my own uh, since I have my own platform to do that on and perhaps uh, collaborate with you guys when uh, when I go live with one of those games, you could share it out and you know that would that would really uh no sorry that's not happening sorry about that yeah. dude uh-uh. oh, sorry. no but no i'm really i'm really excited for how successful your facebook page is it's crazy how much it blew up and i'm excited to see what you have in store games once i finish one platform and then move to the next and i want to collaborate with you guys on what you're working on and maybe i can make that happen uh, over on my end like whatever game you're talking about i'll fire it up on my end and we can go from there for sure that's what i'm really looking forward to is uh, just Saturn stuff, just playing those games again because my system has been on the quiet side. I haven't been playing it much lately. I've been doing other things, so yeah, for sure. No, I'm, I'm maybe you could maybe you can hop on the Sakura Wars uh SNES uh translation they have. Uh, do I have to know Japanese because I can't help there? I think it's English. Oh, is it? I think so. I'll double check. Oh, okay, yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to the most. Peter, what are you looking to in 2021? Well, in all honesty, uh, I guess the number one thing would be if this uh, pandemic is more or less under control and we can get it behind us, um, I do periodically host uh, Sega Nights where a whole bunch of local enthusiasts slash nerds converge on uh, my coordinates and uh, we play some Saturn. So uh, it'd be nice to do some 10-player Bomberman. I've now got two uh, Saturn LAN cables so I can get four different uh, consoles playing you know, with players playing against each other on different monitors and what have you. Speaking of monitors, so I tip, I like, um, I don't like scan lines. I like playing on flat screen monitors, but uh, the monitors I use are very early plasma flat screen monitors. And the reason that's important to me is their inputs still natively accept um, all the uh, cables that, well, anything that the Saturn can output. So I don't need upscalers. I don't need... Uh, you know, a Framemeister or an OSSC or anything like that, so I can just plug and play. And so I've been collecting these monitors because, these Panasonic flat screens, because they're cheap, and so I've got four of them now. So I could, in theory, set up four uh, monitors, four Saturns, link them up two by two, and, you know, have a bunch of people over and play some cool full-screen competitive games. So it's just things like that that I'm looking forward to that are not really possible this year. Um, you know, even things like going to PRGE, um, got to meet Kay and Ben uh, at the 2019 edition. In 2020, it was canceled. Uh, you know, yeah, things I know. Got, that was such a bummer. It's too bad, year. right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. I mean, got to meet Brian there as well yeah, in 19. Yeah, it was good hanging out with you guys uh, last year. Maybe for but, sure. yeah, I'm looking forward to that for uh, well, I don't know. Who knows if they're gonna start Who it up again? Will happen right next October. But I'm definitely going down if it's uh, this October. So 
if anybody that's listening to this and everybody in this chat's going, let's meet up and uh, play some uh, anime dating sims. Hell yeah. That's great. You're on. It's a plan. You, uh, get to see you date Blubberman or whatever his name whale was. Man. So, a whale man. man. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then other than that, you know, just the usual, would like to take a quick trip to New York City, uh, get to the roof of the Empire State Building with a PlayStation, the original one, and just uh, <laughs> just drop it, you know? Just, just Rip whoever's <laughs> below that thing. And just, you know, just like they did in the commercials, but right. I'd kind of scream it out, I'd be like, fly, play thing, fly, and just go mental and just drop it. Ima- imagine you go into court. How did you kill this man with a PS1, sir? You could yeah, just go back say, to Canada right oh, away. You'll be fine. Would, just don't re-enter the country. Precisely. Yeah, so... Yeah. Alright, so yeah, so that's, uh, that's that. Looking forward to definitely a resurgence of the community. Um, you know, it's been interesting seeing how um, it's things like you know vancouver retro gaming expo and other other platforms even pax you know have evolved a little bit um to accommodate a virtual you know setting um within the pandemic and i'm curious how much of that will actually stick because um it does expand the inclusion of those things for more people to enjoy theoretically um who don't have to be in the physical location of those conventions so um yeah i'll be I'm looking forward to that maybe being a longer term thing in addition to the um, rekindling of all of the, the physical convention conventions that we, uh, that we miss so dearly and all the people and friends that we haven't been able to see this year. For sure. No, man, I'm, I'm missing those conventions really badly. I can't wait to get back to those. I mean, once it's safe, of course, also I could have sworn Nick just took off his shirt, but Anyways, but yeah, no, I'm. I think that's a good enough to end on. And that uh, before we go, does uh, anybody have anything else they want to say? If you do not play Sega Saturn, Sega Tassanshiro will put tax in your cereal in three years. Yeah, that'll work. But uh, yeah, um, I guess for our plugs, uh, go of course visit the uh, Saturn Junkyard. Or is it SaturnJunkyard.com? Listen to the uh, Saturn uh, Junkyard Titancast which is a very, very great podcast in regards to the Saturn. Yeah. I, in some ways, so we don't really record those very often, and, uh, and it's kind of tough for us to arrange our schedules since we're all in different in different parts of the world to do that um, with varying levels of, of busyness. Actually, we're all very busy. Uh, so um, oh, yeah. we'll, we'll hope to record one eventually, but I guess maybe in the meantime, this is basically one of those. Sounds good, yeah. Also, check out the the SSG's channel. Uh, was it? I th- I th- it's kind of hard to Google because I look up SSG and it, like gets me these other pages. But look up this. This is all you got to do. The Southern Sega Gentleman. I'm telling you right now. This year, I am probably changing the channel name because I'm. Yeah, I'm just. There you go. The the Sega Sage. That's Southern. Yeah, Sam Southern Sega Gentleman. That's right. But the sage gentleman of Sega. But actually uh, sweet tea Sega man. Sweet tea Sega man. Yes. Yeah, Look, well, man, if it ain't sweet tea or coffee, y'all people just need to get on with it. Alright. Agreed. Agreed. We'll we'll workshop a bit in a bit, yeah. Sam. But, and then yeah. of course check out Pandemonium's channel and of course our stuff, SegaSanshiro.com. 
And uh, yep, I think that's about it. Thank you for listening, guys. And remember, you must play Sega Saturn. Or he'll come kick your ass straight up. Mm-hmm. Taxing the cereal. That's straight down. Oh, Shiro don't play, bro. He's he hard in the. He's hard in the paint. Oh, you I mean, he Spider-Man commercial with Sega at the top. He'll judo flip you, and you'll go boom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You will explode. You will die. I mean, he literally <laughs> caught a rocket and sent it back into space. You think you got shit on him? Come on, son. We are Sega fearing people. Like that's how we live. All right. I'm going to end this on Peter just looking awkwardly into the camera. Um, let's see what else did I have in my notes. Um, I mean, there's the losing my virginity. I'd like that to happen in 2021. But other than that, I'm doubtful, but we'll see. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's been a long <laughs> afternoon. Things are starting to happen. <laughs> this is getting, this You're is going to be, a, this is going to be a spaghetti yeah, mess. But, I don't even know uh, if I can do a video great. of this. That's cool. I, 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 I switched from coffee to beer a long time ago, so right. it is that kind of. I, I, I think this might be the perfect opportunity to do outros. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're not, you know, if you're not seeing Blubber Man, maybe him and I can. Well, you know, oh, whatever. <laughs> what? He calling him Blubber Man. I don't think he's gonna like that. You're not gonna be able to date him now. You're gonna have to date the biker biker lady. That I actually thought was a guy who crafted the game, but that's another story. All right. You should do a zoom in. Do a zoom in on his eyes right now. I can't zoom in on this thing, so. No, I'm talking about in post. Oh. Yeah, I'll do that. Let me see if I can help. Oh, there you go.